0: Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. My biggest insecurity. So when you hear the word insecurity, oftentimes people assume they has something to do with one's body. Body image, body dysmorphia. Self-image, right? Self-respect, self-esteem, feeling inadequate. Often terms you'll hear is what? Body fat composition, proportions, level of fitness. You name it, right? The list goes on and on. Insecurities come in all shapes and sizes, makes and kinds. Now, lucky enough for me, I guess I'm fortunate. I don't struggle with any of those insecurities. Super lucky, I guess, but I'm confident. I'm a big believer in the fact that in regards to aesthetics or with performance, the more you put into it, right? The harder you work, the more consistent you are doubling down with compounding momentum. I mean, dude, you can get what you want. You just got to put in the work and show up. No excuses. Well, with that, my biggest insecurity, man, is actually something intellectually here. I struggle with it. Almost every single day, I try to pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm not confident about this. I don't feel good about myself, but this is real and this is being human, but I have no longer accepting this feeling or making excuses or continuing to make excuses on why to this day now in my thirties, I still have not been able to become fluent in another language other than English, right? To me, man, it's killing me because it's a lot deeper than just the language itself, right? It's about the commitment, the process, the long game, making it happen, being able to connect with other people from another country or another community in their native tongue. To me, that's just, dude, super cool, super interesting. It's been a goal of mine or a dream of mine ever since I was young. And so in junior high, for example, I guess this is where the story really kicks off. Back in junior high or middle school, we basically had the choice to study French or Spanish. And easy choice for me, contrary to popular belief, right? I'm actually not a hundred percent gringo. I'm not a hundred percent white boy. I'm actually half Latino. I do have Hispanic blood running through my veins and damn it, it feels good. So of course... Spanish is important in my family and in my family's culture. And dude, I gave it my all. Middle school, high school, I really studied. I put a lot into it. And I got made fun of a ton in school. Why? Because in Spanish class, I actually cared. I actually studied. I did my homework. I tried to pronounce the words correctly. I participated. You know how high school kids can be? Absolutely ruthless. Yeah, they gave me a lot of shit. But you know what? I didn't care. Because eyes on the prize. At the time, Spanish was the goal. Spanish was the dream. Well, I probably reached my peak levels of fluency or skills at the end of high school. As soon as I graduated, my stepmom, who is Colombian, actually took me on this epic trip as a graduation gift. We went three weeks to Colombia. We went to Bogota, Villa Vicencio, Cartagena, Barranquilla, and of course, Santa Marta man, Colombia is awesome. It was my first time in South America and there was no English. There were no gringos. I didn't see any other Americans. And outside of her, right, my stepmom who could speak English, literally her friends, her family, family friends, nobody knew English. It was wild, but I loved it. And so for three weeks, I probably learned more Spanish in those first three weeks in Colombia than I did in what, five, six years of school back in the US. It just shows you how important immersion is. And every single day, man, At the end of each day, I had a headache from learning so much new vocabulary, conjugating verbs, listening, focusing, processing the information. I mean, it was a lot, but like I said, I was learning a lot very, very quickly. And at the end of the trip, man, I'll never forget this feeling. It's super bizarre. It's actually kind of weird and creepy, but I loved it. I remember a tio, right? Uncle who didn't know any English he was asking me a question in Spanish. This was like the last day of the trip, second to last day of the trip. He asked me a question in Spanish, and instead of thinking in English, translating it in my head to Spanish and then speaking Spanish, I literally, for the first time ever in my life, heard the question in Spanish, thought in Spanish, and then spoke in Spanish. First time ever. And from what I'm told, that's entering the preliminary stages of fluency. I mean, dude, I was so close, I just had to keep the press. But I did not, because I'm a loser, because I'm a bitch, right? I let it go. I got lazy, I got complacent, came back to the States, thought I could just ride those coattails. Nope, absolute loser, keep losing fam. Boom, months and years go by, I lose a lot of that Spanish, it deteriorates. If you don't use it, if you don't practice, it goes. But then in college, right, get to the Naval Academy, Boom, pick up Spanish again. And I actually tricked the Navy. I tricked the Naval Academy in sending me on a semester abroad to Madrid, Spain to broaden my cultural horizons and of course, continue to study and learn Spanish. I felt good about it. I was motivated. Well, unfortunately, my friends, I didn't learn as much Spanish as I would have liked. Why? Because it was Europe. There was a ton of English in Spain. Spaniards who were very eager to practice their English whenever I went to their bakery, restaurant, bar, whatever it may be. They were so driven and also motivated to study and practice their English that I'd speak in Spanish to them. They'd reply in English. I'd stick with Spanish. They'd stick with English. We go back and forth just practicing the other person's language. It was a game. It was fun. But unfortunately, it did not help me learn Spanish. Not as quick as I would have liked. And of course, too, studied abroad with a bunch of Americans, a bunch of frat stars, great people, but I only spoke English with them. And if you're trying to learn another language, you have to fully immerse yourself in that language. Well, dude, fast forward some years, I find myself stationed in California. Well, damn, Southern California, right? San Diego, Los Angeles, dude, tons of Latinos, tons of Spanish speakers. Must be super easy to get fluent, right? I thought so. But I was wrong. Another scam. When I went out downtown. When I was living in Mission Beach or Pacific Beach or going up to La Jolla. Mission Valley, you name it. I thought there was going to be a ton of Spanish speakers everywhere. Unfortunately, my friends, no. Not at all. And that was my mistake. False advertising. If you want to learn Spanish in San Diego, you got to go south. You got to go near the border, near Chula Vista right? Chula Vista, T.J. Tijuana, Mexico, San Ysidro. I mean, dude, the more south you go, the more Spanish there is. Great people down there. There's a lot of Spanish. There'd be more than willing to practice with you. But with where I worked and lived, just did not go down there enough. So combine that with some deployments, right? Dude, Spanish continue to drop off lost that love, that passion. My Spanish to this day, is decent. It's not amazing. It's not terrible, but like I can hold my own. And you know what? For at least right now, I'm okay with that because everything changed. Everything changed three or four years ago. When my path crossed with another individual, someone who's extremely important to me, very, very special, And they opened up the doors and brought me into a community that I will be forever grateful, man. Brazilians are some of the best people on planet earth. So warm, so kind, so loving, so welcoming, always having a smile on their face. They know how to enjoy life, really enjoy the Brazilian community. Now, as a Brazilian coming to the United States, typically Brazilians will go to Miami or they'll go to Southern California. So boom, as soon as, I, as soon as I became more aware of this and started to actually listen and pay attention, you start to actually realize that there's a lot of Brazilian Portuguese being spoken right here in San Diego, more so actually than Spanish, which is actually crazy. And dude, man, as soon as I got brought into this community and formed really deep, amazing relationships with people, right? Brazilians that... Either knew some English, a lot of English, or no English at all. It was a great connection, man. A great bond. For once again, I am forever grateful. And I started practicing. I got extremely interested. I started studying. I got exposed to this. Of course, I went down to Brazil. Rio de Janeiro, Porto Alegre, Garopaba, Florianópolis. I mean, dude, really awesome spots in Brazil. And every time I went to Brazil, and every time I met up with Brazilians, was just listening, smoking and joking, right? Soaking it all in. I got better and better and better. But like anything, man, you have to stay consistent. You cannot fall off. And I must admit, I must state this weakness out loud. I would fall off. I would go two, three, four months hard on the studying, hard on the practicing, and then boom, take a month off. You can't do that. You have to stay with what you can stay consistent with? Whether that's 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, two hours a day, do you need an accountability partner? Do you need to go move to the actual country and be completely immersed? Like, What are the systems that need to be put in place and does it actually mean enough to you for you to stick with it? Sometimes all you need is a slight adjustment or a slight tweak and that goes with exercise too, right? Health and wellness, fitness. Sometimes all you need is a slightly you know, modified Routine or battle rhythm to really get going and maintain that momentum in the positive direction. Well, man, after years of being a fucking loser, after being a total bitch and not staying consistent with it, and having a ton of wins and tons of losses in this process of learning Brazilian Portuguese, I hit rock bottom, especially after this last trip to Brazil, which was a complete success. And my confidence grew and I was super happy with my performance. But if we step back here, right? And we really think about this as like, did I really give my all? Did I really put my best foot forward? Have I been doing the studying before that trip, during that trip, and after that trip to really break into the next level? Not just be decent or good at Portuguese, but to become fluent, right? To achieve my goal of being fluent in another language. I'm sorry to say it. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to tell you right now. But I am very insecure that I still have not delivered. But that's all changing. I'm done. And I'm putting myself on blast. So I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to tell me that I am a fucking piece of shit if I don't pull this off. But you know what? I'm feeling good about it. When you can't sleep at night. When you're restless. When the demons are attacking you. Asleep and awake. You know it's time to make a change. And with that, my friends, New Year, New Me 2024 has hit. And every single day in the new year, for weeks now, we've doubled down. Hell, we've tripled down. There's no more balance. There's no more bullshit. Hey, I earned this rest. or making excuses on, hey, I can push this to the right a little bit longer. Or, hey, I got so much going on with my Instagram and social media and emails and clients and work. Like, oh, I can just do, you know, Portuguese once a week or twice a week. No, that's not good enough. To get to the end goal. At least for my goals. My specific situation here. I need to go all in. I need to commit. And I need to put myself on blast. Which is what I'm doing right now. Every single day since the new year. two, three, four hours a day of Portuguese. Shoving it down my throat. Burn the boat. I'm done. I'm done being a loser. Because by the end of 2024. I will be able to hold a conversation. I will be able to understand Brazilians. Of various dialects and be able to truly 100% or close to 100%, boom, be accepted and be able to fully connect with the entire Brazilian population. It means a lot to me. And the people, especially Brazilians, are willing and have their arms open to accept us. But once again, we need to deliver and put the effort in and execute. And what's crazy, man, is you can call it the universe, right? Fate, whatever you want to say, but... The stars aligned. And as I've doubled or tripled down, I actually got a phone call the other day from an unsuspecting friend, right? I think you guys remember the Australian boys, right? That I met in Bali. Ran an absolute muck in Changgu and Uluwatu. You remember that, right? In 2023, went to Bali. Ended up making some great friends over there. And there were two Australians specifically that I really messed with. One... Was a Wolf of Wall Street, rich millionaire from Sydney. Awesome dude. Hard worker. In addition, there was a gentleman who was actually an Australian military veteran. He was a former special forces operator for Australia. Absolute badass. Both these guys trained at the same gym I was at. Absolute savages getting after it. Good pumps, good tan. And the Australian operator actually left Bali around the same time I did. And he fled to South America, went to go fight demons in Central America and South America, a place he had never been, getting out of his comfort zone. Once again, love that mentality. And dude, literally a day or two ago, just got off the phone with him. And he tells me, Joe, I need you, brother. I'm like, huh? What? He goes, yes, I need you. I need a wingman. I need an interpreter. I go, bro, you're in South America. I mean, dude, seriously, you're taking Spanish classes, people in the hostel, right? You got locals everywhere. You're fine, man. You're good. You don't need me down there. He goes, no, I don't need help with Spanish. I need help with Portuguese. Huh? He goes, yes, I'm down here in South America. Of course. All these countries speak Spanish, but there's one country that speaks Portuguese, and that's Brazil. And I need to go to Brazil. And he knew that I had experience with those cities I had mentioned earlier, had a few trips to Brazil. And once again, my Portuguese is pretty good, not amazing, but you know, it's okay. It's getting there. And so when he said that he needed a wingman or an interpreter, it was time for me to step up, right? And I had already stepped up. Before even knowing this, I had doubled down with my Brazilian Portuguese. And so now this timing is perfect. And I need to be a pro, right? Be a professional. Show up. Because if not me, then who? And so I agreed. I said, fuck it. Let's go. And so boom, I will be joining the Australian Special Forces Operator in Brazil. Now with how the timing works out, This episode here, of course, I'm in Southern California right now. I'm in the band, hashtag van life. But when I release this episode, content will probably have already dropped with some of the things I'm about to describe or go into. So it'll be super interesting to see how it actually lines up or plays out. So with how it worked out with the airport, I'm going to be flying from San Diego to Santiago, Chile. So use American Express Platinum Points, free flight, There's one stop in Houston or Dallas, and then boom, nine or 10 hours straight to Santiago, Chile. Now, of course, in Chile, they speak Spanish, but to start the trip off with a bang, dude, I got to go fight some demons too. And I've always wanted to go to Chile, specifically Santiago and Valparaiso, Viña del Mar, but even south of that, right? Patagonia. Yes, that's right. Patagonia is right there it's within reach. And so I'm going to be spending two weeks in Santiago, Chile, Valparaiso and Patagonia. Boom. Two weeks complete. Next flight, Sao Paulo. That's right. I'm meeting the operator in South America, and we are about to get after it. And as soon as this trip became real, I'll tell you, man, he needs me as an interpreter. I need to be the best possible interpreter I can. And with that, it's going to take work. And like I said, shoving Portuguese down my throat. So we're starting the trip right there in Brazil, together in Sao Paulo, three or four nights. And then from Sao Paulo, we're flying to a part of the country I've always wanted to go. And I know he wants to go too. Dude, Nordeste, the Northeast, right? Northeastern Brazil, even amongst Brazilians, is a very popular Highly sought after location or region of the country. The weather is super hot, tropical. The people are warm, relaxed. The food's really good. I mean, dude, I've always dreamed of going to Nordeste. So we're flying into Fortaleza. Fortaleza, Brazil. Boom, that's where we're all starting at. And man, the pressure's on. Every single word I'm learning right now, right? All the studying. All the YouTube videos, all the podcasts, all the flashcards, every single rep and set matters and I will be ready and it's coming quick. Literally at the time of this recording, I'm leaving like a week or two. Yes, it's right around the corner. So throwing down massive pumps, training hard, getting after it, but then also intellectually challenging my mind and sitting my ass down here in the van and studying and doing the work. Now, boom, after Fortaleza, man, I don't know where we're going. Truthfully, I don't. I don't even have a return flight back to the States. So hell, we could end up in Natal. We could end up in Bahia, right, Salvador. We could go down to Rio de Janeiro, Curitiba, Manaus. I mean, dude, there are so many options and opportunities in Brazil, and I highly recommend you get down there if you ever get the chance. Now, to end this episode, man, you're going to see probably if you're watching on YouTube, a slight little smirk come across my face, right? This is also timing you can't make up. This is absolutely fucking nuts. I looked at the schedule of the calendar of when I'll be in Brazil, and dude, you can't make it up. The day we arrive or get into Brazil, essentially, is the start Of one of the largest festivities in the entire world. Yup. You guessed it. We're going to be in Brazil at the same time that Carnival kicks off. Go Google Carnival. Right? Brazil Carnival. It's absolute mayhem. It's absolute chaos in all the best ways. Brazilians rave about it. Every Brazilian I ever talked to has gone nuts or crazy about the thought of carnival. And of course, different cities in Brazil have different styles or flavors. It's a lot of energy, shenanigans, love, smiles, carinho, right? I mean, dude, carnival, this shit is real. So man, like I said, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what to expect. I wonder if there'll be other gringos. I mean, it'll be me and the Australian operator, but outside of that man, team of two here, we're going to go tackle it, man. I'm going to practice my Portuguese. I mean, I'm going to be fully immersed. And I know now that the Australian operator is going to be relying on, on relying on me. So as a pro, right, I need to deliver and be on my game. So get ready, man. South America, right around the corner. If I'm already there, if I'm already posting content, if I'm still alive, hello? Hello? <laughs> Hopefully all is well. No troubles, no problems, but... Man, super uh, exciting and interesting way to start the year 2024. So, to document this episode and to close it out, I'm going to give you a little bit of the Portuguese that I know. It's not perfect. It's off the cuff, but I do want to compare the way I'm speaking right now to, boom, at the end of 2024 to really see where I'm at. So, let's go. Here's an example of Brazilian Portuguese. Oi gente, tudo bem? Como vai? Meu nome é Joe. Eu sou um gringo. Eu sou dos Estados Unidos. Eu amo falar português. Eu gosto a gente, as pessoas, a natureza, o mar, as praias. Tudo, tudo é perfeito. Ordem e progresso. Viva Brasil! Bora VAMOS! That's right fam, get ready. We're going all in. As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.